Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back. The OC, Osteo Connection, minus one today. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, Kevin was <laughs> not with us today. So just me here with Dr. Sean. Uh, yeah, gonna not bring... no longer with us, but he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That, that sounded pretty uh, pretty final. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kevin has a well-deserved holiday today for the next yeah. couple of weeks. He's been carrying a lot of weight these, these days. Right? He has been. Yeah. And working a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's been he's definitely been, full of it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. He and he's is a busy time, so he's yeah, he's gonna have a nice little holiday with the fam, which is great. Mm-hmm. And welcome, Sean, back. How are your yeah. holidays? Holiday was unreal. Yeah, nice. Was, uh, I am rested, so we had a great time to disconnect from the monotony of our everyday lives and reconnect uh, as a family and. As I said, like with uh, you know with Kelly and just just rest, right? Rest and watch the kids grow, and uh, it was fun. Time for reflection, as we talk about on here, um, as a family, just to check in with each with each other, make sure no one's being left behind, see where we're headed, and uh, yeah, really rest up. We went back to nature. We have an old family cottage in New Brunswick right on the Passamaquoddy Bay, the Bay of Fundy. So it's at the mouth of a, an estuary, St. Saint, Saint Croix River. And so there's tons of wildlife, you know, there's seals. You can take the paddleboard out and seals and, you know, crabs on the beach and uh, porpoise swimming up the, up the bay. It's crazy. Bald eagles flying everywhere. Uh, so you sit and watch the nature. You just watch the water. It's meditative, right? And then the kids would go down as the tide would come out. They have all these beautiful rocks that you can climb on and yeah, get some so fire, fires on the beach. And then uh, from there, we went to a little bit of Maine and then uh, uh, finished up in Boston to see my brother and his uh, his family, his wife and his young young baby boy. We had fun. The boys had a blast. And I got a bucket list, got to golf uh, the country club in Boston. That was unbelievable. Played well. Yeah, beat, beat two two former, well, similar age to us, a North Peak surgeon, two brothers, actually, it was so funny, the guests, so two brothers, both had played Division One golf, uh, you know, obviously 20 years ago, but yeah, still, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Johnny and I took them, we took them on in the last the, hole. head-to-head on the last hole, it was awesome, actually, we were up by two going in, and they came back, like, they started uh, hitting awesome. nice shots, and then we're like, uh-oh, <laughs> and the last hole, we got them on a, par, a beautiful par five coming in with people watching, too, you know, they're all uh, overlooking the, yeah, yeah. the, the green stuff. And stuff, yeah, yeah. One of their, unfortunately, one of their guys, monster drive, and he was going for it in two, and he he buried his ball in the sand. So mm. he actually, had, they couldn't find his ball. And they they were like, we all saw it go right into the sand. He just missed, like, like lipped into. Wow. So then had to take a stroke because he couldn't, he, they couldn't get find the ball. And then finally, when we found it, we no, they knocked it out of the, out of the, uh, the sidewall. Yeah. So, they did find it eventually. We found it. It was, we all saw it go right into the, even the people in the gallery were like, yeah, like, yeah. 
So that's how we, uh, so we ended up with the... <laughs> I don't know. I think they could have called a rules thing there. I think you can actually call an embedded lie for so a free he, drop. So he, but then again, he, the after, after a yeah. while, they like played it. And then anyways, his shot missed. It, was, it wasn't just that, that, uh, that won it for us. But Our mutual uh, friend Scott called that on once. With did the, he? Yeah, on the 17th yeah, yeah. hole. Yeah. We had two, both, caddy, both caddies were over there and they were like... That's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty, but that's a beautiful course. I can imagine. Good. Yeah. So I'm rested. And you had, you had some vacation too. I did. Yeah. yeah. We spent a week uh, on the Jersey shores and uh, Wildwood in Cape May with the yeah. family, 14 of us with my wife's side of the family with us as well. Uh, it was great. Like you said, just relax, rejuvenate. I'm an early riser. So I'm up every morning, just having a coffee, reading my book outside, ocean view is fantastic. And then, yeah, just easy days, right? Beach, pool, oh, dinner. I know. And then repeat. So yep. it was, uh, it was good. It was, it was good. The drive was fun. And yeah, like you said, reconnect a bit, just to get away for a little bit and then, and then reconnect and, and spend, you know, full days with the family. And then you come back rejuvenated and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So good. we are ready to go. And we today, are ready. Today we got a good one. We do. So we've done this in the past, I think, but it's yeah. so important and Backed something by that popular we... popular demand. Yeah, and we use it every day. So it's so important that we wanted to kind of redo it. And there's always new things that we can we yes. can bring in. And, and also, it's never a bad thing to hear certain things more than once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so today we're going to discuss what we call the three E's, right? The uh, engage, educate, and empower. And how crucial that is for your clients and for your practice as a whole. Yeah, this is one of our core principles here at, uh, you know, in our, in our mentorship for, you know, mentorship in business for osteopaths or masters in business for osteopaths. It's one of our, um, yeah, one of the core principles that we've structured most of our stuff off of, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like we'd kind of mentioned in the, and when we talk about our program is we've had over 60 years combined, right? Between the three of us. And we've had the opportunity to work with dozens and dozens of different therapists. But mm-hmm. the one thing always remains the same is that the best communicators always seem to have the best practices. Yes. And there's a reason for that, right? And that's what we talk about with the three E's. It's just how how much you can connect with people. Well, we'll start with that. We'll start with engaging. So, Sean, what do you think when we say engage? What does that mean to you? And share with us what you how you would describe what that means so to your client. engaging is, I always say, it's kind of like it's being able to connect. So this is, this is where it happens. And... Um, the engagement happens when you when you are first off breaking the ice, but it really happens with the passion you bring to the relationship. So being, as we say, being 100% present for your 50% that you're bringing to that, that interaction, that relationship. So um, engagement happens when you bring your passion and you share your knowledge. And if you can connect to the individual or the group, right? Because you're going to see that this philosophy, this core principle, it, it spans across um, different, um, different modalities or across different uh, areas in your community or in your practice. But when you can engage with someone, you can connect on their level. So we get we get down into more, and actually, we just finished a you know a communication series. You know, if you if you haven't listened to uh, recently, we did a, a an overview of, of how we feel that you really can engage and connect with your with your clients. You know that we call it the chameleon effect, but the the ability to be able to connect with a 92 year old um, you know patient or client that you have, or a 22 year old uh, pro athlete, right? So that and that takes a specific uh, talent. 
but it is a, it, it is a skill that you can learn. But the number one thing for engagement is passion and presence, right? So if you can be passionate about what you're what you're doing, you can be fully present. You can, uh, and now that might be you know you might be the role of um, you might be the active one in the in the relationship, or you might be the listening. You might be the 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 one receiving. So, but you need to be there and you need to be engaged uh, with whomever you're involved with. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I think a big element of that is the ability to listen, like you had mentioned, to what's coming in in front of you. And then like you said, the chameleon effect, it's, it's then listening to that, becoming aware of that and either kind of matching or mirroring what they're giving back to you so that you can meet them where they are. And then you can then walk through that path from that standpoint on. So I think that's so important for people when they come in and, and it makes them feel comfortable. The idea is to get them to feel like they can open up, that they're in the right place, it's in a healing environment. All these things are so important for your client to, for their benefit, for them to, to feel better. So yes, engagement happens from the first time you meet someone to you know, meeting someone at the coffee shop that, oh, by the way, this is so-and-so, I don't you know, uh, Sean works down the street as a chiropractor, it's that ability to, okay, snap into, yeah. you know, Sean the Cairo, not necessarily just Sean the, you know, the person, they're both the same people anyway, but it's the mm -hmm. ability to engage, and, and like you said, it doesn't matter their age, their, you know, anything about them, it's, it's the ability to match them where they're at, be authentic, listen be authentic. well. Care. Care, exactly. It's the basic stuff, right? To be empathetic, all that kind of stuff. And then you mm -hmm. can, you know, if it's in your office and you're and you're talking to someone, part of that helping with engagement is is listening to who they are and listen to the words they're saying and what's their learning style and try to try to you know, to match that. Are they someone who's auditory? Are they visual? Are they kinesthetic? And then tailor your message to them as you continue to go through that that treatment with them and to the, what their strengths are. Mm. And when you do so, you know, you're you're you know exceeding expectations essentially, right? You're you're they're sitting here going, Wow, i I'm I'm finally in front of the right person who I think is going to get me to where I want to get. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the ability to engage with them. Yeah, engage. So when I actually just made me think of something. In the online world, they talk about engagement often, right, with social media and stuff because, I mean, people are like, well, how do I know this stuff's working, right? <laughs> so engagement means um, interaction, right? So it's it's a two, it ends up being a two-way street. So if you're putting out something, is someone then engaging with it are you engaging with them with the audience that you're trying to connect with so um yeah so how are you are you present enough to interact at their level right would be the next notch of engagement and is there ebb and flow is it is there you know is the person that you're involved with are they um are they receiving what you are and then vice versa? Are you then able to play? Uh, it's like a, it's like it's energy, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and if you've, we've all been there where engagement doesn't happen sometimes and where that, that chemistry is off or the, you know, the rhythm is off. And so there are ways again, that we've talked about in previous podcasts to help with that, to help reestablish that rhythm so that you two, the two parties can, can be fully engaged. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, you, you know, that's happening when you're in your office and you're, you're, you're like having to like draw all the information out of them because they don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's yes. hard to get it out that when you're, when you're not, when it's not in a state of flow, that's, that's a big telltale sign. 
And otherwise, sometimes you have people come in that just start speaking like crazy. But I always like to interject. Like, oh, yeah. And I said, no, no, this is great. You're yes. doing my job for me. This yes. is perfect. I'll sit back. I might have to, you know, ask you to slow down a little bit because I want to get this down to make sure I know exactly what the root of the problem is. But it's it's just being aware of it and acknowledging it and, and then moving from there. But that's mm-hmm. that's a big indicator. Yeah. So that's number one. Yes. Engagement. What's number two? Educate. Educate. Yes. So yeah, so educate exactly what do we think it is. So this is like, you know, this is our meat and potatoes. This is why we got into what we do, what we do. So for me and for Sean, I know you're the same. Like this is so paramount for us, for our clientele and everyone who comes in to see us at our clinic, no matter which practitioner they see. Um, and unfortunately, it's stuff that we've heard or I've heard for sure over the 20 years where people have come in after seeing other therapists and, or different disciplines or whatever who obviously did not get that mm-hmm. because they you know, don't remember what they were assessed to have, weren't doing anything at home to help anything. They just really felt disconnected. They didn't understand what was wrong with them. They yeah. had no plan going forward. Why, and, why didn't they explain it to me exactly, this way, right? Exactly. So, you know, we go to school and learn all these fancy terms and uh, lingo to, but it's really important to you know, practice, practice how you, A, first of all, put yourself in their shoes. How would you like to be treated? And that's part of the educational process. Mm-hmm. And then use the appropriate terminology to to educate them. So whether some people like to admit it or not, everyone who comes into your office wants to learn about their body. There's never been a time where I've had someone, you know, get upset with me because we were helping them understand you know, how their body moves, what things are related to other things. That's osteos are great at that, right? The interrelationships, how things are moving, how they're not currently moving and why that's so. And then, and then tailoring an, a, an educational path for them to get better. So education is paramount for the success, I think, of your, of your practice. And everyone wants to hear it. So for us, you know, at the end of each treatment that I do, and this is something we've termed the uh, five-minute wrap-up, which is another video you guys, or another um, podcast we've done. But it's really about that chance is, is you know, letting them know what you found and, and what you treated on said day the expectations of how they're going to feel afterwards to the things they shouldn't, shouldn't be doing at home um, through other stretching or exercises or things to avoid. And, and, and those are huge parts I think for people to understand because as soon as they can understand their, their body and understand they're feeling the way they are, Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real-life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. They have an awareness of that, and it kind of triggers a switch where they're like, you know what? I can do this. With their yes. help, I can move past that. Yes. Um, yeah, education is is so important. And I, I think actually the word doctor, so depending on where you're practicing in the world, right, and if you're listening to this, listening to this podcast, you know, I, I think the word doctor means educator if you boil it down to in different, different situations. So like, I think that has come away from a lot of, from unfortunately in the, like you say, in, in, in the world we live in now where, where people maybe don't take the time to explain. Um, so that the person and the patient, the has, uh, 
understands what's going on with them because like you say knowledge is power so once they understand like that flip or this the switch has now been flipped um if we take that model outside of your community or outside of your office you're doing the same thing you're out in your community and you're educating now if you're connecting with uh, a running group well you could be educating them on how to prevent injuries you could be educating them on how to recover faster so it doesn't necessarily have to be osteo specific it can you can weave in the principles of osteopathy in your education but when you give again the idea is to be in service so when if you are out there and you're educating people, people will then see the value and they will perceive you as an expert within your community, in your field. Um, and it's, it's in doing that. It's education is helping. You're helping someone understand. You're helping them uh, with whatever may be troubling them. And everyone, everyone can benefit from, from, from help. And that's, that's the major thing. So if you, I would say, if you have this, you know, knowledge and you um, knew that it could help someone, why are you keeping it to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What, you know, who do you need to get in front of? Who needs to hear this, this message or this education or this knowledge that you have? Who can you share that with? How can you impact them to, to be better? How can you impact them to be, to change? And that's why education is so important when you give you will then receive right so in helping others you will then be helped as well and that's the most important thing so in service you will then be served and it's the mirror of life right so we as healthcare professionals have knowledge that everyone needs right just go into your community and see you can just just open your eyes and walk around people need help right and now you do that in a way that is again from a from a a, a stance of of a position of just confidence and power and help and n you'll never have a problem when you when you do it that way um yes and i think it leads us right into our our final thing right? absolutely when people are educated they are then empowered 100 right we want people to you know you want the relationship you're going to establish with your clients over time is one of necessity and want instead of luxury and um, reactionary, right? So that we want we want our clientele to know the value we provide, perceive us as the ones that when they need help, they turn to and they come to. And that happens when you actually give them the power, right? We're giving them the power. We're educating them. We're in, we are we are helping them. We are bringing them from a place of, you know, dysfunction and or, um, you know, discomfort. And we are then bringing them along and empowering them on their journey to be able to do most of this stuff on their own, right? Because we realize, you know, we tell that we tell our patients they are their best doctors. They just have to learn to listen and they have to slow down and reflect and then do certain things that are going to create the environment for them to thrive in. And that's through the educational process. But you, they will then be empowered. They will then take that message out into their community so that they can be, as I say, they can be the best, you know, father to their kids or the best mother to their kids or the best teacher, you know, if they're teachers in your community, they will then empower other kids to be healthy and to live a, you know, a fulfilled life. So it's crazy the ripple effect that happens as you engage, educate, and empower your clients because they'll notice things, right? They'll go out and they end up doing, I joke, the selling for you, right? Because they're empowered. They know, right? They know things that, that, that 
others don't know. And they, they become extensions of your clinic in community and they're fully empowered. And they, yes, they still use your services because you've established a relationship. They know when their body's off because now they're empowered, right? They're listening and they know when they need to see you and they know, um, why they need to see you and they want to see you and they don't necessarily treat it as a luxury anymore. They treat it as you're part of their team. So that's the, that's the empowerment for me. What do you think about that, Jay? Well, I think that's well said. I think um, maybe one thing I'd add clinically is what does that look like? How do you yeah. know when you've, how do you know when you've made that connection, you've made that strong impulse? And we've all had this from people that walk in and it could be someone who you've seen for a long time. It has something new too, right? And so what happened? Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I'm just, I just, you know, I just, this is it's my back's been like this. It's happening. Okay. And you can see the transition from someone coming in, being confused to scared, to not understanding, not knowing what to do. Um, really coming in with a lot of questions and you know, you've educated properly, empowered properly because at the end of that session and then in the subsequent time you know them afterwards you can see them using that one in that one treatment how much they've changed they've gone in coming in kind of scared you know unknowing to leaving your office feeling confident still maybe sore right it's yeah. not that you're gone but they understand they're confident they trust yeah they have an awareness of what happened and that transition the ability to to, to do that is what gains you or their trust in there and the, and the, you know, that kind of stuff moving forward. And it's only because of the terminology we use and the connection we can make and putting yourself in their shoes and understanding how you would want to be treated and, and giving that back. Mm -hmm. And it is such a great way. It's just a fulfilling way to practice. Um, it's crazy that I know that I'm sure many people out here that are listening do that, but there's still quite a number that don't, mm -hmm. they don't have the confidence to say, whatever, an osteo, like, it's okay, well, it's your right lung is doing that. They don't, maybe they don't want to say that kind of stuff. And maybe you don't have to either. You can you can tailor your message to what you're comfortable with. But I, like you had said earlier, I think the more you can let them know what's going on, the more you will empower them and they can really make a change and that change will be faster and they'll get better faster because of the fact that they've trusted it. And yeah, it goes yeah. to the referral part. You said like how they bring that into your community. And we've had this discussion with our therapists in here. Most people, if that's a new person you do that to, most people who come in and then end up referring on to you, they don't refer based on the outcome of no. how, how many sessions did it take or how long. They usually refer within the first treatment or two about yes. how you made them feel. How you made so them feel. So engaging and educating and empowering them is exactly that. It's how yeah. you're making them feel. And yeah. we can't stress enough how, how great, how important that is for your practice. Feeling listened to, right? Yes. Feeling um, empowered that they, you know, because I would say like, you know, we are in this together, right? Yes. So we are going to feel, does this make sense to you? Does this seem like a good path towards recovery, right? So they're getting them engaged and involved in the process so that they feel empowered to say, yes, this makes sense. Okay, that's where we're headed. Okay, I can do that. I can do those exercises. I can I can focus on that to lay down the foundation or whatever, or to decrease pain or to, you know, improve function. I, oh, I, they know the steps laid out in front of them. Um, they understand what's going on and they see that, okay, we're going to hit here. And then from there, we're going to move on to that. And that's imp being empowered. Right? That's knowing that there's a plan in place. That's knowing that you have, you, they have your support. Um, you know, as you put yourselves in the, in their, like you, Jay, you said in their shoes, you know, 
people need to know. They need to feel that they're being cared for. They need to feel that they need the support. Oftentimes, they don't. Ha- they might not have the support because you know they might be the ones taking care of everybody else, right? So, yes. so when you really understand and you can then empower them to move forward, um, and it might be baby steps, but it's just it's that process of actually taking a step, you know, and then reassessing, taking another step. And them knowing that you have their best interest, you're going to listen to them. You're going to, you know, you're going to kick them in the butt when they need a, you know, you're going to encourage them when they need encouragement, and you're going to help them through their process to to you know recovery and beyond, right? So that's empowerment. And and again, I can't reiterate it enough. But when you hit the three E's and you cover it consistently over time, this becomes your referral process, right? We always say, again, the best communicators have the best practice and the busiest practices and the most referrals because of this exact process. Um, you, you know, Again, we don't spend money on marketing. We don't have to do that anymore. Is that a good strategy? Yes, we talk about that as well. Like, do you need you know, fishing lines out there? Uh, you might have practitioners that you're helping grow their business, right? So there are, marketing is an important part of it, but the marketing happens internally um, and externally when you educate, engage, and empower, or engage, educate, and empower in your office, with your clients, at the front desk, right? Even if you're with, I'm with Jay's clients, I'm still doing the same thing. 100%. Right? When, yep. I, when we're chatting, when I'm chatting with them, I'm still connecting with them. I'm still, right? Because it helps though. It just creates the whole environment, the healing environment, the friendly, the people feel like they're at home. When I'm out in the community, when I'm in the coffee shop this morning, I'm doing the same thing. Um, I'm engaging with my community. I'm educating. If it comes up, you know, I don't always walk around throwing my two cents on things. Obviously, you let these things happen, uh, but people are really interested. I was hesitant at first. I remember sometimes giving, even Kelly sometimes says, okay, you should help that person. I'm like, okay, well, you know, so I was hesitant. You know, there are ways of saying, hey, can I, you know, can I offer you some advice? Are you, you know, how long, you know, just, just, again, it's like learning these soft skills. It's taking an active interest in the person Right, I did it this week when we were in when we were in um, we were in visiting my brother in Boston. They had a, a nanny that was there for a night, and I could see that she was limping. And I just said, "Oh, how long have you been limping for?" Just like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then just listening to her, listening, 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 and she was super. You know, she was wanted to tell me about it. Yeah. And then it went back to you know it went back to twenty five years ago during an epidural that she had had and this and that. And then I kind of listened and then her knee and then and I said, okay, well could you you know, why don't you try this this simple stretch? Let's start with this. And then I saw her the next day and she's like, Sean, that stretch helped me. And you know, simple things like that. That's what it starts with. It's taking an active interest in people uh, you know, you don't have to be handing out your cards. That's not what we teach, right? You don't need to be walking around and telling, oh, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. It's listening, being present, caring for people, understanding who they are, understanding, you know, listening, what are, what are their limitations? What could they, you know, slight little things that they can improve upon, giving them the power to do it, to do it on their own. And then if they need help, they can then book a, book an appointment with you in your office. That's the way it happens, right? Beautiful, buddy. Cool. Yeah. All right. If you guys have any questions about educate, engage, empower, the three E's, engage, educate, empower, um, they all happen. As you see, we used to joke about which was the best one to lead with. (laughs) They all happen, right? They happen cohesively um, as you get good at it. Right, as you start to to realize that that's what you're doing, they happen cohesively. Exactly. Um, So. 
you guys have any questions or comments, do not hesitate. What are you guys doing? What what are you, what do you use in your practice in your clinic? Um, or what are you hung up on? What what do you guys need help with? You know, let us know. We're here. We're here to help you guys in any way we can. Uh, the Osteo Connection. We're back every Friday, right? Friday. Yep. We drop a new episode every Friday. You can you know hit us up on Instagram, Osteo Mentorship, and the Osteo Connection. We have osteomentorship.com. That's our website. Uh, lots of cool things happening. We're in the process of, of uh, recording, actually, the MBO um, to get it uh, so that, you know, we don't just, it'll be available for you guys to do. Um, anytime you want. Anytime you want, because that's, that's, the, that's the real, the, the feedback we've been getting is, um, you know, you guys want access to it now. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're going to record it for you guys. We're going to put all the foundational principles and the modules up online, on the line. And, um, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. We're about to hop on a call with one of our, actually one of our, uh, one of our previous students, previous students. We have a little follow-up call with him today. So that's going to be excited to touch base with, uh, with, um, with him and find out how he's doing. And, uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Have a great one. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>